This one's for you, the girl who so badly wants to feel confident and empowered to walk in her purpose. That girl that needs to remove the internal clutter, causing the limiting beliefs, fears, self-doubts. That girl who wants to meet her most confident self. She wants to live a soul-driven, purposeful life. This one's for you. Let's rise, babe. The root of most of our resistance, the cause of procrastination for most people, and the reason we're unmotivated or not driven, we don't have the confidence. No self-confidence, not feeling worthy, not feeling good enough, knowledgeable enough, creative enough, pretty enough, powerful enough. And I find it so funny how the gurus, the success coaches, they'll discuss how to establish self-discipline and stop procrastinating, but they never mention how closely tied it is to confidence, insecurities, lack of self-love, and many will roll their eyes at the discussion around self-improvement in those categories, and they think for discipline, the answer is more structure, more grit, grind, and hustle, and when in reality, it's less about all of that and more about figuring yourself out, more about building yourself up from the inside out. So instead of how to create more discipline, how to get your to-do list done, how about how to have more confidence? Because if you're not confident in your ability to actually get the tasks on your to-do list done, then you're going to procrastinate. You're going to feel unmotivated. And then you're going to guilt trip yourself over not doing them and repeat the cycle all over again. So instead of looking for motivation, looking for more structure, more discipline to get that to-do list done or do the things you say you're going to do or excel in your career, how about... How do I have the confidence to get my to-do list done? So how? How do we boost the confidence in business, in life, in the social scene, in relationships? I truly wish there was a 10-step process for this, and maybe one day I'll develop one. Who knows? I wish there was an easy training for this, like how to grow your confidence. But honestly, we all know it's not that easy and it'll never be that easy even if I am able to develop a how to grow your confidence workshop or strategy. It's going to be a lot of work and it has been a lot of work for myself and it's consistent work because each new level, each new height that I reach in my career, in my personal life, in my relational life, I have to step into this next level of myself, this next version, this next level of confidence, I guess you would say. And sometimes it feels like you're backtracking. Sometimes it feels like you're, you lost it. Like I am going through a season right now where I'm like, okay, I need to work on my confidence again because I'm feeling uncomfortable walking into places by myself. I'm feeling, you know, a little bit of angst and resistance around group settings and I don't look at myself in the mirror like I used to and I'm thinking, okay, I have just gone through immense growth and I'm at this next level, this next version of myself and so I need to go back and work on my confidence to match this next level that I'm at. 
So with that being said, it is all a work in progress. It's a consistency with working on your confidence. It's not like you'll take this one season to work on your confidence and you're good the rest of your life and you're going to be confident. So the first step, if you could even call it a step, I wouldn't even say that this is like one, two, three, four, but I kind of drew out what I feel like would be a good place to start when looking at growing your confidence, when facing yourself. And that's really what this first portion is on, is facing yourself. Some of you might literally need to sit in front of the mirror and look at yourself and get really, really honest about where you are. This starting point. Where are you at in your life, in your job, in your career, in your finances, in your relationships, in your social life? Where do you want to be in those categories? What would be most ideal? A lot of people don't stop to take inventory of their life to say, here's where I actually want to be versus here's where I'm at. And whoa, like I'm actually not happy doing these things. I'm actually not anywhere close to where I want to be. And that's okay. It's just facing that. It's coming to terms with it. Just the same way that we do it with our finances. Like, okay, let's get clarity on where my finances are right now. How much debt do I have? How much do I have in savings? How much am I bringing in? How much are my expenses? You know, you have to get clarity on that in order to, on the flip side, have financial abundance in order to work towards that financial abundance. It's the same way with your personal development and with your confidence, taking stock and inventory of all the categories of your life. So where are you now versus where do you want to be? What would be most ideal for your life? And then take a look at what is keeping you from getting there. If you could pinpoint a few things, what is keeping you from living that ideal life in all of those categories? And then within this realm of facing yourself, really consider what do you like and what do you dislike about yourself. So you took inventory on those categories of your life. So now take inventory on yourself. What are positives and negatives about yourself? What do you like or dislike about your personality? What are your insecurities? And the thing to remember is people can change. You can change. I don't ever understand that quote that says people can't change. Like once of this, always of this. And it's like that's definitely not true. People can change. I am not the same person that I was in high school or college or even two years ago. I change monthly. I grow monthly. And I can recall several moments in my life and in the process of my growth and my journey and my testimony where I acted a certain way or I felt a certain way towards a situation or I had a personality trait that I really didn't like. And so I changed it. I knew that I was the type of person that would say what everybody else in the room is thinking and I just felt the need to say it. Like I was willing to be the bitch. And 
the feeling that that gave me after that happened wasn't a good internal feeling. And I told myself for so many years, this is just the way that I am. Like I speak my mind. But as I was speaking my mind, I was hurting other people's feelings and I wasn't feeling good internally. And I really didn't like it about myself. And so although I have that innate desire to speak my mind, to say it how it is, to be bold, to be hard-headed, and I've, you know, used those traits, I've funneled them and really used them in a way that serves me and other people, but I didn't like the way that I was using that tool that I had, so I changed it. And many people will say, you know, I don't want to change who I am, but think about who you are. Like, who are you? If somebody sat down and asked, who are you? Would you really be able to say like, oh, this is who I am? Like, no, like you don't really have a specific answer to that. And who you are is really only the sum of the experiences you've had and how you've allowed them to shape you along the way. Who you are is really just the compilation, I guess, of learn traits, environmental influences, and conditioning from our, our culture, our society. So when you're considering changing who you are, do you really even know who that is? Do you really even like who that is? Are you confident in that person that you've become? Or do you need to strip it back, remove the traits, remove the thoughts and the beliefs that you don't like and highlight the amazing skills and abilities that you do like, which is the next portion. And I don't want to call it the next step. It's like I said, I don't think it's a 10-step process. I think this is all just a collaborative thing to consider, a collaborative categories to consider when building your confidence. Highlight your strengths and take note of your weaknesses. So confidence grows when we experience wins. So it's important to really figure out what are your strengths? What are the things that are going to get you some W's under your belt? And then on the contrary, knowing what your weakness is is absolutely key. And you will likely have many weaknesses. We all do. But these are things that might take a bit of extra time on your to-do list. You might have to plan accordingly when you have tasks that really accentuate your weaknesses. Or maybe you're in the position where you can hire out someone to actually take care of the things that you know that you're not good at. But either way, knowing your weakness And coming to terms with them will actually provide a mental shift. It'll take away the guilt, the pressure, the shame, the frustration from those tasks when you approach them. So for example, I'm really not good with Excel. I know I'm not good with Excel. I don't have any desire to be good at Excel. The feeling of resistance and anguish that goes through my gut when I think about Excel, it is just not in alignment with me at all. So say I have a job interview and the person asks, are you good with Excel? I say, no. I know the basics, but if you need someone good with spreadsheets and data, I'm not your girl. And I've come to terms with that. And I've just removed the ego thoughts saying that I have to be good at everything or I need to be skilled at these things that people need. And if I'm not good at those things, I'm not good enough. 
Now, I've come to terms with my weakness, and I will confidently admit that I'm not good at it. But look at all of these other things I perform passionately and with joy. These could really be mutually beneficial for us if you hire me, you know? So the next portion is appearance. And this is kind of the elephant in the room because it's like if I was only confident in my appearance, then all the other things would just fall into place, right? That's kind of like what we all think we put our physical, our flesh in front of everything else. When you're not confident in your appearance, opportunity will literally be repelled against you. I don't know what you personally need to do. Whoever's listening, I don't know what you personally need to do to look the way that you want to look or to be happy with the way that you look, but we've got to do close to anything to try and get there. And we all know it starts with your self-talk and your thoughts. Are you telling yourself you're ugly? Are you picking yourself apart in the mirror every day? Sounds super cheesy and cliche, but you need to start looking at yourself and stating, I am beautiful. Every single day, pour into yourself, your physical body with positive affirmations. But let's dive into what your appearance is really doing. What about your appearance would you change? Why would you change it? Who told you this part of you wasn't beautiful? You can sit and listen to coaches all day long tell you that beauty comes from within, which is true. It does. That's where it starts. I I truly believe, and this is kind of hard to explain, but your mind is perceiving the way that you look in a certain way. And it's actually totally different than how the world sees you or how someone walking down the street will see you. So if you're insecure internally, your mind will convince you that you should be insecure about your body and your face. Like your eyes will literally look at you differently during seasons of insecurity than during seasons of a lot of confidence. And I always thought it was wild that you can literally look at the same tree as the person standing next to you and you can see something totally different. One person can see that tree and see all of its beauty. They can smell the scent of the tree and that can just add to the glory of this tree with the leaves changing and it's just so beautiful. And the person next to them can see a dying tree that smells like dirt and really have no interest in looking at this tree or even if you see artwork You know, artwork is a really, really good example of beauty and people have different tastes in art. You can see something completely different in a picture than the person standing next to you. So just keeping that in mind when you're looking at yourself in the mirror and like trying to flip your perspective of like, okay, like how would I see me if I came across me at the grocery store or I walked past me on the street or how does the world see me? So sometimes going too deep with all of that and trying to have beauty from within and the self-love from within and flip the mental thoughts can actually, like doing that too quickly can actually derail the process. So sometimes it's better to start more surface level with what we can do right now. 
So this might sound, you know, a little bit shallow, a little bit surface level, but we've got to go there. What about your appearance can you highlight or improve? Maybe you've neglected your self-care over the years and you need a good eyebrow wax, a haircut and color, some fresh makeup. You need to whiten your teeth, put on that outfit that makes you look really good and feel really good. Again, I know this sounds surface level and shallow, so don't come at me, but I just know I personally feel more confident in literally all situations when I'm well put together, when I'm looking my best, and it all starts with those things. And the last little tidbit that I'll add, because I feel like I could go on for hours, that I want you to take action on a few of these things before just consuming so much on this topic. But the last thing I want you to consider is what your environment is like. Your physical environment, your apartment or home or even just your bedroom. Is it organized? Are things put together? Is it a really good expression and representation of you? If somebody knocked on your door and wanted to come inside and hang out with you, would you feel inspired to let them in? Would you feel comfortable letting them in? Or would you feel ashamed and embarrassed about what your environment is like. Same with your car. If you saw a good friend walking down the street and needed a ride, could they hop in and you wouldn't have to move all the garbage and shit out of your way? This is what I'm currently guilty of. I need to clean out my car. And I realized that last night on the way to a volleyball tournament, I could have very well taken my neighbor with me, offered her a ride. But I was like, shit, my car is so gross. I don't want anybody in my car. That'd be embarrassing. So consider your space, your environment, and the people that you're hanging around. Like everything within your life right now that's impacting your environment, your sphere, your your energy. And really consider what things can you improve, clean up, organize, declutter, whether it's people or physical environments that will aid in improving your confidence. So with all of that, you guys, I don't want you just to consume. I want this to be a podcast where you can literally turn it off and have basically a to-do list or an improvement list and you can take action. The thing that held me back for so many years in so many different industries that I tried to run down was constant consumption whether it be podcasts or books or you know live videos IGTVs clubhouse all of the places YouTube that you can go to learn from the best and consume content I'm not saying don't do those things I'm just saying that once you unplug from them take action it does you no good it's not beneficial to just constantly be consuming it actually held me back because I had consumption overload I had that feeling of resistance because I'm like oh my gosh I feel like there's so much I need to do that I'm not doing any of it there's so much work and there's so much to what it looks like to be successful that it's actually debilitating so you might need to go through seasons of just consuming little 10 to 20 minute things at a time and then spending the rest of your personal development moments actually putting a game plan together actually implementing the things that you're consuming
Thank you guys so much for tuning in, sharing this, writing reviews. It's really what helps the podcast thrive. My purpose and mission is to introduce women to their higher self, to empower them, to help them walk confidently in their purpose. And I'm doing that through this podcast, through network marketing, through teaching women how to grow a brand online. I'm doing it through my one-on-one confidence coaching, through workshops and workbooks. And it's really your participation in it that is truly helping it thrive. So I thank you so, so much. Through December, January, and February, I am opening up my services. I am looking for women who are ready to rise, women who are ready to start growing something for themselves. They're ready to infuse their passion and their purpose into the work that they do and step up, level up, reach outside of their comfort zone and make a difference. I am looking for you. I want to work with you. I want to help you through it. And I want to provide you with the tools that you need to make it freaking happen. So reach out. There are 20 spots for the entire three months and I'm calling you. I'm calling you out. It's time to rise girlfriend. 2021 is your year.